What's going on, everybody? This is Justin coming to you live from beautiful San Diego, California. I don't know about you guys, but the, the sun has been shining a little bit brighter. The beers have been tasting a little bit better. Food's been tasting a little bit better. I don't know. Something's in the air. Uh, but moving on, we got a packed episode for you guys. We go through our headlines this week, go through the MLB playoffs, college football talk, NFL talk, and of course, the wild, wide world of athletes segment that everyone loves. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jake, and our super special guest, Zane. Boys, how are we feeling? Well, Jay Page, this is host Jake, and there is something in the air in Seattle. That's smoke. Um, so my voice is a little raspy from being outside um, all Saturday. But, you know, I'm playing hurt, not injured, and I'm uh, ready to give a great episode. Oh, hello, boys. <laughs> Super special guest, Zane here. Um, you know, <clears throat> just just a real tough weekend uh, from start to finish. You know, Trojans fall to Utah in heartbreaking fashion. And the Dodgers just, you know, utter collapse to the Padres. Um, so I'm happy to sit here tonight and, you know, live it all again with you boys. Credit to me for showing up today. And, and going into the lion's den. Really big of you, Zane, to show up tonight. And uh, we're joined. We've got a full intern crew here tonight. Coop, Dan, Zambi, how are we feeling? What's going on, lads? Intern Coop here. And the days are definitely getting shorter, but we got a lot of sports, baby. NBA's back. College basketball's right around the corner. Love to see it. So let's get it going. What's up, fellow listeners? Intern Zambi here. Coming to you live from Zane Calls at God's Country, Spokane, Washington. Started off my uh, new job today, and speaking of the Dodgers Padres, there's a little bit of banter going on between the onboarding teams. So, ready for the MLB talk? Go Mariners and go Zags. Hola, amigos. Uh, great to be back in the good old United States of America. Um, had a great time in uh, Costa Rica, Pura Vida, to all that know what that means. I was really excited to get back to the United States, listen to sports in English, uh, and then the worst sports day ever happened. So uh, we're going to dive into that a little bit more, but I guess we're moving on, ready to recap and uh, let the healing process begin. Yep. I hear you on that. I, uh, for some reason, I don't know if you guys have ever used Fubo TV before. Um, but for whatever reason, the AL series on my Fubo account have all been in Spanish. I don't know why I can't, <laughs> there's not an English stream. Um, so I watched all the Mariners games in, uh, in Spanish as well as I caught some of the Yankees Indians game. I think it was yesterday in Spanish. So I hear you on that, but Coop start us off with the headlines this week. Uh, thanks Paige. Well, to kick things off, fellas, we have our first preseason poll with the Zags coming in at number two. Exciting stuff. Love to see it. Uh, so, yeah, what are our thoughts on the Zags and the rest of the top 25? Um, I'll jump in. I'm super excited. Zags are ranked second. Feels like a fair ranking for us losing, you know, one of the top point guards in college basketball, Nemhard, and losing Chet, you know, just a unicorn. I will say... UNC being ranked first feels a lot like UCLA being ranked on the top four entering last year. It was both two teams made the final four after struggling in the season, then returned everybody back. 
Now everyone is excited about them. I think UNC will be good this year. I don't think they're the number one team. I have I have a follow-up question for Jake. Who would you put as number one then? I would put us. <laughs> us or Kentucky. <laughs> Fair. Um, I guess I guess I, I can open it up for the for the group a little bit. Does anyone think this is not a fair ranking? No, it's fine. I personally, I personally really like it. I like that the target's not on our back as the it team. It's UNC. I mean, granted, number two is not far behind. So, but I like it. I'll take, I'll take two any day of the week, twice on Sunday. What does the top five look like, Zane? You want to, you want to give a little rundown? Yeah, we got North Carolina coming in at one. The Zags are number two, number three, Houston, followed up by four, Kentucky. And we have a tie for fifth place, which is, a soft ass move by the by the AP poll, Baylor and Kansas. Right? Like you can't split that up somehow. That's stupid to me. Yeah, and no, I think I'm okay with the ranking. <clears throat> I did see something kind of interesting on Twitter uh, from S Cargo. Last day Gonzaga was not ranked in the top five. It was December 18th of 2019. So that's pretty crazy to even think about, in my opinion. Damn, that is crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Some some other notable rankings as far as the Gonzaga schedule is concerned. Uh, we obviously play number, this is by order of ranking, number four, Kentucky, November 20th uh, in Spokane. That'll be our highest uh, ranking game. Uh, number five, Baylor, December 2nd, potential to play number seven, Duke in the PK Legacy Tournament. Number 11, Tennessee in that exhibition game, pay-per-view. Remember, the boycott is still on for Zane. Number 12, Texas, November 16th. And number 20, Alabama, December 17th. That is the potential to have six top 20 matchups all before Christmas, boys. Boy, bad day for the Gonzaga doesn't play anybody uh, bandwagon. (laughs) And that's not including a couple of like tough non top 25 matchups. We got Michigan state still. And then, you know, UW, I'm not, I don't think they should be top 25, but still, you know, a bigger school that has been good in the past long, long time ago though. That's a freaking gauntlet. That schedule is ridiculous. Um, I know we've had some really good ones in the past. Like we say this every year, like, oh, this isn't be the best schedule. But how do you not – how is this one not the best? Like, when you play the likes of Kentucky, Baylor, Texas is going to be way better, I think, in year two for uh, Chris Beard. I mean, this is going to be something. And we've got a lot of guys that are experienced and a lot of guys that are going to step into much bigger roles. They're going to have to grow up quick and – be challenged early. So it'll be the old, uh, our old favorite thing. Hey, wish we could play one of these teams in February, but we can't because our conference and logistics, but uh, it's going to be very, very entertaining. We're going to learn a lot, you know, before Christmas, no doubt about it. Yeah. Another, another notable team while we're on the subject, Arizona 17th. Does that feel low given that they were a you know a number one seed in the tournament last year did they i don't i don't follow arizona basketball too much but did they lose like 
a significant Lost, like, three big guys to the draft. Okay. Lost three starters, right? But Matt, they kept uh, Omar Ballo. True. <laughs> and some people are saying the oven's pretty warm for him. No, no. You know what? Have we discussed how we're anti Omar Ballo after that little uh, comment he made on Twitter about like Gonzaga colors and. I- I keep trying to remind Jake that, but he keeps bringing him up. It's tough. Jake has the ultimate soft spot for Omar Ballo. He'll overlook any bad talk towards Gonzaga. Zags don't turn their backs on Zags. He literally turned his back on us. (laughs) Is it a soft spot, Jake, or is it a hard spot? (laughs) Come on, Dan. Let's keep it appropriate. (laughs) All right. Before before we just go entirely off the rails here – Big, big stuff for the Zags. Love to see him coming out number two. Um, gauntlet of a schedule, but uh, we'll jump into that uh, in a couple of weeks. But moving on, as I mentioned, the NBA kicks off this week, and that means Zags in the NBA. So, Jake, <laughs> as our NBA correspondent for uh, the uh, little guys, what, what are your thoughts on the season kicking off? Oh, there's just so much excitement. Let me tell you, there are going to – there's going to be a lot of good Zag games on NBA TV and NBA League Pass this week, boys. We got Suggs. He's he, Everyone thought he was injured. He was going to miss a lot of time. He's playing on Wednesday for the Magic. We got Hachimura on the Wizards. Sadly, no Kispert. Uh, they'll be playing the Pacers with an Andrew Nemhard on Wednesday. Don't know who I'm going to bet on on that game. It's kind of a Sophie's Choice. Um, moving down, we got some bonus on the Kings. They'll be taking on the Blazers. Big chance for the Kings to prove that their playoff push is uh, actually based in fact and not just years of desperation. Um, then we got Olenek on the Jazz. He's basically on a team with a bunch of toddlers, but he should get a lot of minutes. Um, following up, we got Collins on the Spurs in a very similar situation both teams are just trying to tank for Wadanube. Dan, Uh-oh. how do you say his Uh-oh. name? Oh, this is everyone's favorite game. <laughs> Wimbenyama, right? Wimbenyama, whatever. The wow. tall Frenchman. Um, and then we got Brandon Clark just got extended four years, $52 million on the contenders, I'll say it, Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they extended everybody. They're running it back. Should be exciting to see how they take it. Hold on, Jake. Can you try and say that name again? Wimba Yama? Wimba. <laughs> I, got, I got a question for the group. Uh, of all the Zags in the NBA, if you could only watch one of them for the entire season, you know, considering their team, who would it be? If you Maybe if you had to watch one of them. Uh, Give me Suggs. I would watch all of them. I'm not getting this question. No, no, you, you, but you have to pick one. You know. Oh. Who you're, who you're most excited for potentially? I'll pick Cart because his games are going to matter. I'm going to bonus. Just give me all those post moves and just like, you know, when he's screening and he just flips it five different times. That's basketball. <laughs> Zamblin. Sorry, I'm still writing the email to my boss. What he said. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I'm gonna go Rui Hachimura, and 
Did you guys see, I think it was last week, there was like a picture taken uh, where he was being guarded by three guys because in whatever game that was being played, he had like dominated so much in the first half that they resolved to just like triple cover him for the rest of the game. And that's an electric photo. Uh, give me Rui Hachimura. He gets better and better every year. This is and a proven against- year for him too. Yeah. Wasn't that against the Knicks? I think I saw that photo. Yeah. You are correct. Yep. Is, Rui, is that what you just said, Jake? Rui's in a contract year? Uh, he is. So he, um, they didn't extend him after this year. He'll enter, I think it's restricted free agency. So I think Wizards still get the opportunity to approach him first with a contract, but um, they they haven't extended him, which. Oh, God. Let him go. Free him. Hurry up. Send him to the Grizzlies. Uh, I was going to say send him to the Magic. What's the question is, uh, who are you most excited for this year? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say Sabonis. I think he might take the Kings to the playoffs. That's my bold take. Love it. I don't think if the Kings don't make the playoffs this year, we'll never see Sabonis in the playoffs. He's just <laughs> going to hop around to the league to not oh. make good teams. But hopefully that uh, that curse is lifted this year. Jake, you uh, might know this. Do the Kings have a playoff drought similar to the Mariners? It wasn't quite as long. I want to say it's up to 13 or 14 years. It's definitely longest in the NBA. I think – think they now have the longest playoff drought of any American sports team it's because the Mariners made the playoffs. That's what I was thinking. I would love for Sabonis to be the guy that, that gets him over the, over the hump. That's the type of guy he is. Big hump guy. Big hump the guy, exactly. One, one note to touch on um, Zags that are – no longer in the NBA or kind of an NBA limbo. Killian Tilly was waived by the Grizzlies. So hopefully he finds another home and uh, can continue to carve out a career in the NBA. Because we have a, do we have an update on what, on that note, what Joel's doing? Is he still like in the G league or he's, he's bouncing around. I think he's on the G league. He's, he might not even, be on a team right now because I believe the magic waved him most recently. Yeah, they did. They tried to pair up AI and Suggs, but fortunately it didn't work. Hmm. Dang. Pour one out. Pour one out. Yeah. Well, I'm sure uh, Jake will be uh, updating us on a weekly basis with what the uh, Zags and the NBA are doing. Uh, but moving on, um, as alluded in our intros, a lot of baseball transpired over the weekend. Um, and none bigger than a huge upset with the Padres winning their series against the Dodgers. Paige, I know you're stoked. I'll let you have the floor first and let Zane and Dan chime in. So what does this mean? I get the floor first. Wow. You know, I think uh, it means a whole lot. Um you know, the city of San Diego, they lost the Chargers, who really was their first team, um, you know, like five or six years ago. And they've really rallied behind this Padres team, even, you know, for better or for worse. They've had some really bad seasons. Um, and I think you saw that this weekend. I have never seen – I've never been in that kind of crowd before, just involved. 
Um, you know, inside there's probably about 50,000 people, but outside, you know, there was probably another 20,000 in surrounding bars uh, around downtown. And to see the boys put it together, uh, it's just fantastic. You know, I've always believed in this team. Um, you know, I've seen, I don't know, crazier runs happen, but this is a pretty large upset, no doubt about it. You know, I think the Dodgers had a fantastic season. Um, but when push comes to shove, you've got to show up in October and you've got to show why you have that record. Um, and you know, I think, I don't know, I, I don't really have a lot of words for it. It's the, the feeling that I have is like best in the world, you know? Um, so yeah, go Padres. Boy, Dan and Zane's expressions during that, that speech. Beautiful. Yeah. Zane is just gritting his teeth right now. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I guess I'll give the other side of the, uh, the other tail of the tape here. And it's not really like any animosity towards the Padres. Um, I think they played a fine series. I think they just, you know, they played fundamental baseball. I don't think they, you know, wowed the Dodgers in any way. I, you know, they did enough. They did what you have to do in October to win. Um, the Dodgers just like, I, I, I'm truly, truly just like mystified what the fuck transpired over the five days that they had off between the regular season and and the start of the NLDS I mean I just it it's just baffling because this team is historically like the best if not one of the best you know baseball teams ever that has ever been assembled and to lay an egg like that against you know an inferior opponent like the Padres are just like not as good as the Dodgers like that's an objective fact but they lost and the Padres won it just like it, it's it's for someone who has had to sit here and just watch this fucking postseason disappointment over and over and like the one time we get it, it's the Mickey Mouse World Series. It's just it's brutal. It's brutal. I think I think the Dodgers front office has to do a serious like self evaluation here because whatever the method that is being used right now, it, it's not working. It's not working. You you the goal cannot be to win the regular season every year and then implode in the postseason. Um, I, 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 you know, I think this is the biggest failure, like one of the biggest failures in sports history right here. And what we saw with the Dodgers, I don't, I think you'd be hard pressed to find another more dominant regular season team lose this early in their respective postseason. Um, I'll say it again, you know, credit to the Padres for doing what they had to do to win this series. But, and you know, I, it comes with a lot of bias, but I like the Dodgers just didn't show up. They just no showed in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, not a whole lot to add to that, Zane. I think you did that justice, unfortunately. Um, I, yeah, I think his biggest choke job, like you said, like in the history of sports, I think coming from a regular from that dominant of a regular season, they the Dodgers kind of feel like the Packers in the NFL. They have great regular seasons, they get home field advantage, and then there's nothing to show for it. And I mean, like I don't want to be that guy and say that their World Series is Mickey Mouse, but it it sucks that that's the only one that they've been able to win. And that you get in a real series like this with real postseason atmosphere unbelievable atmosphere in san diego uh and and that's 
Like that's what happens. That's the team that shows up. And I think going into it, you know, I thought that the starting pitching was by no means um, what we thought it would be at the beginning of the year. You think about no Walker Buehler, Dustin May, like, you know, guys that just got hurt and they, that, that was part of their, you know, that to me was where they were maybe going to fall short. It was not going to be the bats. And it was just, what was it? Zane three for 26 with runners in scoring position or something outrageous. That's right. Three for 26. I mean, holy shit. And then you look at the way that the Padres won in that seventh inning. It was passing the baton. It was little, little, it was knocks that find holes and great base running and just good baseball that the Dodgers had played in that game for the most part up until that inning. And then the bullpen that was so good just implodes and Dave Roberts doesn't even use his best weapons. And I just don't understand what happened. I thought for sure that with that team with the back against the wall, the way they were, they were going to channel a lot of what we saw in 2020 when they were down three, one to the Braves, a lot of the same guys, even coming back last year against the giants um, and feeling pretty good that they're up three, nothing. You're like, all right, bullpen's going to go. They're going to force game five. Julio's on the bump in LA. We're never going to think about this series ever again. And then just once the Padres took the lead in the seventh, no way in hell were they coming back. And then in the ninth for Mookie, Trey Turner and Freddie Freeman, to go down the way that they did, just I'm, I might as well have stood in the batter's box three times. I could have done the same exact thing they did. And there was no fight. There was nothing. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. The Dodgers' legacy is not a great one. I mean, it's great to have all these wins, but you win 111 games and you win one in the postseason. I don't know. All, the whole playoff structure is a – is a conversation another day. I think it's crazy that you, you played 162 and then it's just a best of five and it's over. Oh, like that, oh, oh those guys. Come on, don't be that, that guy. I just think it's crazy. That that's, how, that's how it works. That's all. Um, Man, I'll jump in, guys. Um, I, I saw how sad my friends Zane and Dan were. So I wrote uh, what I call a sad sports haiku. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, this one is titled Big Brother, Little Brother. <laughs> a team full of stars. It's championship or bust. Oh, shit. The Padres. <laughs> Jake, I expected so much more oh. from you on that. Was that wait, a tell the USC what? It'll it, they get better. They wait, you know, wait. You gotta start out slow. Wait, can you do it one more time? I wasn't expecting it to end that quickly. It's a five I seven do. five. How one more, one, one more, one more, Jake. Give it to me one more time. <laughs> a team full of stars. It's championship or bust. Oh shit. The Padres. <laughs> I kind of I kind of like it actually. <laughs> <laughs> good good. Thank you, be. Cooper. Zane yeah. does not appreciate appreciate good poetry. Clearly, <laughs> I feel Man. like you got it. Maybe it's in the delivery. I I don't know. Oh no, okay. <laughs> we'll see. the The Mariners one's more poetic. That one falls flat for me, just like the Dodgers sitting with the runners in scoring position. Oh. oh man. Well, Jake, that's a great segue into our last headline. As the other playoff series that took place over the weekend was the Mariners-Astros. Mariners hosting their first playoff game in God knows how long. Um, and it turned out to be quite the doozy going into 18 innings, two full games. Uh, Jake, I know you were there, um, but Zambi, I'm going to give you the floor. What were your thoughts on this game? 
Yeah, I mean, hell of a game. It was a very long game. They basically played two. I mean, for the first game to be back in Seattle in 21 years, they gave us two games for the price of one. So I'll take it. Um, and look well, at it wasn't necessarily the price of one. <laughs> okay, fuck off. <laughs> price was pretty high to go to that game. <laughs> I mean, come Friday, the tickets were pretty cheap. Well, in playoff standards. But um, I think a big thing to note here, one, the season was just amazing. It was super fun to go to uh, the games, watching them in my parents' basement. And, I mean, if you look at the Astros series, we don't have that implosion where um, – uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Jordan hits that two run Jack, or maybe it's a three run Jack and just three run. run. That's game one, the 18 inning game. And then uh second game, we just flat out lost it, but a run differential of uh, four runs in three games. I mean, that's not bad. And the Astros, they're probably banging some trash cans, but I mean, as a whole, the ser- series was a disappointment, but I think there's a new energy in Seattle that is just the start. And I think it's going to go behind Julio and I mean, we're young, so I'm optimistic and ready for uh, spring training. I love that. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously I was excited for the Mariners too. Not, I, I'm sure not nearly as much as Zambi who has had to live with this his entire life. Um, I was at the playoff game on Saturday, which is why my voice is so uh, raspy because there's so much smoke in Seattle and apparently being outside for seven hours and smoke does not help. Um, but I'll, I'll go with the Mariners haiku. Now I call it the burning of hope. <laughs> smoke filled horizon. Can this game please fucking end? Cheaters steal our hope. Damn. I like that. <laughs> is that. Is that one better, Zane? <laughs> Maybe it's just because it's not about the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's going to be a pattern here. When it's about your team, people aren't going to like them too much. I already hate the USC one. I haven't even heard it. Oh, you're going to – oh, man. The last line on the USC one, oh, beautiful. Like, uh, But, no, awesome season. Um, I think Mariners fans should count the season as a success, right? I'd say so. I mean, let's see. Gilman, you went to a game this year. Dan, you did. Zane, JPH Creep, did you guys hit one? No. I did not. I had my sights set on going to Zagnite, but Mr. Zane decided to get married that weekend. <laughs> did I, I mean, yeah, I, I went to the Twins game. Yeah, there's just something about this year that the energy – they call it the electric factory. I think the energy in the stadium was just awesome this year. And, you know, yeah, I'm just excited. Question for you, Zambi. Will most of this year's team will be returning next year? I think a good amount, yeah. Uh, I think Frazier is probably gone. Hanniger, I think he comes back. Probably not going to be the deal he wants, but I think he's pretty committed. And then let's see who else we have. Like all the pitching's coming back, right? And it's locked in for a while. Yeah. No, I think we're we're looking pretty good. It's just gonna be a lot of farm system development and then probably make some free agent move at some point because we freed up a decent amount of cap space. So yeah. Dan, as a new Mariners fan, what was this season like for you? I think 
great season. Great season. Um, I, Successful I would, right away. Never knew heartbreak. <laughs> is, um, is Dan? Can I? Is Dan like the Drake of like our group? Just, like, <laughs> like, like a local team. What's wrong with liking a local team? I don't understand. <laughs> I just, I just don't think you can go back and forth between the Dodgers and Mariners. It just does not work for me. They're not. They're not. Well, they actually are equal. They both suck. They both didn't do shit. And um, their managers both fuck games in the end too. Yeah, but but no, I mean the Mariners. I think like we were saying all year. The goal was to host the home playoff game. They got that. Um, they were in a – I mean, there's so much what could have been in that series. That's probably the closest sweep you could find for the most part. Um, you know, like Julio was this close to a home run that would have taken the lead in the eighth. Like they, you know, needed just that one hit, couldn't get it. Um, but, man, it was a it was crazy, crazy watching that game. I, I was – on the plane following that I was driving home. Then I got home. It was just like, I could not believe how long that thing was. Um, I told Katie every inning in the extras. All right, this is going to be the one. This is going to be the one it was never the one. Um, but uh, I do think Zambi, you're right. The future's bright. It's got to stay healthy. And uh, you know what? Who cares about the regular season? Just go win more postseason games. The Mariners won more postseason games than the Dodgers this year. That hurts. Well, they but, had to play the wild I know, but still, oh, they cares? made it. As- Statistically, they, they won more games than the Dodgers in the playoffs. Um, but no, I mean, the future's super bright. I think they're going to be, you know, they, they got a little taste of it. The fans got a little taste of it. And uh, hopefully, everyone that is a diehard was longtime suffering Mariners fans that they now get to experience postseason baseball frequently. And, um, you know, all you got to do is, as the Padres approved, is just get yourself in the tournaments, do apps. So props to Mariners. They'll be back, and I will still support them. Yep, yep. Yeah, I think it was a great season for the Mariners, and it sounds like uh, they'll have a shot to run it back next year. Uh, but that concludes this week's headlines, fellas. Paige, I'll turn it over to you for a little uh, NLCS preview. Oh, yeah, just the segment everyone was looking forward to. Um, real quick, couple shout outs. One, uh, to my old man. He called the, he just texted me and he sent me a screenshot. He called the Darvish Snell Musgrove three game sweep. So, uh, thanks pops for the good juju. Uh, another shout out to Dave man Dave Roberts for not knowing how to manage a baseball game in the postseason. I think my unbiased opinion, I think he's, he's got to go, but that's just me. Um, I'm getting some looks right now. <laughs> I think he has an extension, dude. I think he's he's there. He's, he's there because he he he's kind of like the front office mouthpiece, is from from what I understand. But well, that's what every baseball manager is nowadays. I don't know. Not I don't know about our guy. I, I trust Bo Mel more than anyone I know. Say that now. Oh, there's a lot. Okay. There's I'll a say, lot. A lot can change. It. He delivered the largest. Uh, largest upset and uh probably i think it's the second largest in postseason history to there was like a series in 1906 where the black Sox beat the cubs i think it was like the 106 win cubs anyways i'm going off on a tangent here um anywho padres phillies i'll keep it short and sweet uh i think you got to give advantage padres in uh starting pitching depth uh i think obviously they've got the big three that i already mentioned 
Um, but Clevenger pitched very well against the Phillies earlier this year. I think he went five innings, one run, and I would take that in a game four any day of the week. Um, but I'll also take the Padres on defense and a slight edge in bullpen. Um, but I'm going to give the Phillies the edge in their lineup. I think one through nine, they have a lot of power uh, and they've been red hot. Um, so I think that makes this a very interesting series because I think every advantage the Padres have, it's actually you know, relatively close besides maybe defense and maybe the bullpen, but they've got Wheeler and they've got Nola uh, so that they're going to get four games of that. Um, I think the key here, I think the Padres have to split against those two guys. So if they face them four times, I think they need to win twice. And I think the Padres will be good to go. We've got home field advantage. It's going to be another electric atmosphere and I'll be there tomorrow or today as you guys are listening. Um, moving on Astros versus who the fuck knows. Um, I think just from an entertainment purpose, I think we all would like to see Astros versus Yankees, uh, but the guardians are scrappy. Um, they've got good pitching. So I think it's kind of a toss up there. I think if it's the guardians, the Astros will be heavily favored. And if it's the Yankees, hopefully it's just a good series. I don't really care, you know, particularly much about either of those two teams. Anyone have any thoughts about the the rest of the postseason? <laughs> I I just to me, if you would have told me that it's a possibility that the World Series could be the Phillies versus the Guardians, still, I would throw up. I would just absolutely throw up and say baseball is dead. Um, <laughs> but but that is a possibility right now. Um, the NL is all sorts of fucked. Uh, at this point, you know, I'm with Paige. I think the, I disagree. I think the Padres have a better lineup top to bottom. I think the Phillies have some power hitters, but you know, outside of that, you know, I, I still think the Padres, you know, they're both red hot. So it's kind of weird. Um, I don't really know what to fucking expect from that. I, I maybe I just give the nod to the Padres cause I just watched them. What my team, um, uh, the Astros need to lose. The Astros need to. I'm sick and tired of people being like, oh, th- this is a different Astros team. No one's really on it anymore. Fuck that. This team still screwed the entire league out of like two years or three years of, you know, legitimate baseball. Fuck these guys. I can't stand to see them. Uh, but I don't want to see the Yankees in it either. So it's just. I probably won't watch. I won't, I won't be watching any more baseball this year. So that's that's where I'm at. There's no chance. I think there's no chance. There's absolutely no chance. World, not even a little World Series action. It's a little. Bit. Uh, I'm, I might watch like the first, the opening. You know, the opening couple innings. Maybe if it goes to a game seven, I'll, I'll tune in because that's electric. But otherwise, I have zero interest in watching the Padres versus someone or the Phillies versus someone. Just absolutely not. I am absolutely with you, Zane. I think when the Dodgers last lost in the DS, when they lost to the Nats, just the rest of that postseason felt like the longest fucking thing ever. So um, not looking forward to that. That was <laughs> game five. This one was over in four. So now yeah. we have a longer time to wait. Um, but yeah, I am, I'm all in on the Guardians. Give me, give me Shane Bieber. He was the best man at my friend's wedding and – I've had a couple beers with the Biebs, so I'm all in on uh, on uh, Mr. Bieber there. So go, go guards. You want a Guardians Padres World Series? Is that what you're looking forward to? No, I want yeah, Guardians. No, I don't even want that, dude. I want Guardians. <laughs> I want that. I want that. I want Guardians. <laughs> I want uh, Padres. I want Padres Yankees. Honestly, I think that'd be sick. That would be a good one. 
get the Yankees the hell out of here. I would like the Yankees to be in the same spot as the Dodgers, and then it's just small market peasant baseball the rest of the World Series. Analytics, baby. Um, ball, baby. No, it's funny is what's fascinating to me is usually the Padres are the team that's eliminated in my experience and being your guys' friends. Um, my One of my favorite times of the year is rooting against the Dodgers as they move on. It's electric. <laughs> I get so excited. I remember it was, I think it was in 2020 when the, when the Rays were kind of giving it to you guys in the world series at first, I was, uh, I think I was in Palm Springs and I was getting amped. I was getting so excited. It's a fun time. Well, well, JP, as, as a good friend of yours, I'm really, really disappointed for you that you don't get to experience that this year. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think I'll live. I think I'll live. Dan, will you be rooting against the Padres here on out? Hell yeah. This like, act, like, will you be actively watching the games, rooting against them? No, but you yeah. can't have this Padres team without Fernando Tatis. <laughs> it can't happen. It can't happen. The boys are hot. The boys are hot. I've been telling you guys for a while now, if they get hot, they're going to be able to beat anybody. No one listens to me, unfortunately. Well, Paige, there was a time when the Tatis thing happened, and you were you okay. didn't believe totally was at depressed. that point. I if we go back and listen to that episode, Zane, you and I are going to look like complete assholes. Age <laughs> is going to look like he doubted his team. Yeah. And I'm not going to do that, though, because I don't want to relive that. All right, fellas, put on, put on your thinking hats right now. <clears throat> Imagine this. The Padres win the World Series without Tatis. And during the championship parade, they bring out Rally Goose. <laughs> How amazing would that be? It'd be incredible. I think they should cook Rally Goose. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa Jesus, what? Jake. What, what you can't eat a goose Ow. anymore? <laughs> Not from LA. <laughs> that goose has powers. That goose has powers. <laughs> Let me just tell you, it was always the Rally Goose. Um yeah, he's a he's a local legend. I think he has a mural in San Diego. Actually, everyone's getting a mural these days. I might get one next week. I don't know. Uh, I did drop seventeen points in my men's league basketball league, so you know, <laughs> I might get a mural. <laughs> um, anywho, another quick shout out before we move on to Will Myers. Um, I know you guys are probably tired of hearing this team, but if there's anyone I'm happy to be uh, feeling the success of the Padres right now. It's him. He's been through the highs and lows since uh, AJ Preller's taken over the helm. And uh, he was out at the bars after uh, the Padres clinched. So that's pretty electric. I feel like I feel like the two guys I can really get behind on the Padres, Myers and Cronenworth. Those two guys seem like legit dudes. Yeah. By all sure. Get jerks and profar and trend jerks <laughs> out of my fucking face. I fucking hate those guys. I even grew to respect Machado a little bit this this. Whoa, dude! You cannot, you cannot deny that guy's fucking defense. It is incredible. He might be the best defensive player I've ever seen. You know what's funny? Think about that real quick on the defense. That um, I think Hassan Kim's, you know, ground ball down third baseline. If the Dodgers had a competent third baseman, I think we're able to make that play. Muncie's just too fat and slow. Oh, Dan, Dan, Dan! Don't fat shame Muncie. Come on. That's that's beneath you. Dan does not look remorseful. <laughs> he, go, he goes on mute. He's just 
muttering under his breath right now. <laughs> I can't confirm nor deny my thoughts with that. Um, but you know what? You're right. He plays great defense. And I think the thing that gets slept on the most is he's the leader of this team. It's, it's his team. Uh, they go as he goes and they've really rallied behind him. So I've obviously respected him, but it's nice to hear that, uh, the Dodgers fan has actually grown to respect him a little bit as well. Respect, not like there's a difference. There's a difference. Get us out of fucking MLB talk. All right. Well, go Padres, baby. Go Padres. Bleed bleed Brown. Let's ride. Uh, If you're bleeding Brown, please see a doctor. (laughs) Oh, nope. You're just a Padre fan. You're either sick or you're shitting yourself. You're a Padres (laughs) fan. All right, Jake, take us out of here. Okay. We're jumping or switching gears over to college football. um, Our parlay predictions um before we dive into this do we want to talk about the usc or notre dame losses i feel like unfortunately we have to yeah okay that's uh let's start with you guys i've been doing a lot of talking well to be fair i did not watch this game at all because i have no hope in notre dame anymore also, I was trapped at the Mariners game and I thought it was, I'm like, oh, I'll catch like at least three quarters of the Notre Dame game. No, the game started and ended in the middle of that 18 inning. So um, no idea what happened. Just know we lost to Stanford. So that's pathetic. Your cart. Store mode. Oh. Is that a Home Depot commercial? Hey, who, who's who's playing TV over me? And no free, no free ads, huh? No free ads. And everyone knows I'm a Lowe's man. <laughs> um, My bad. Well, Jake, I uh, tuned into the Notre Dame game, and I can confidently say that you did not miss much. Um, yeah, the offense is just not there. Um, I think I texted in the group, uh, granted, I was a couple deep, uh, that I would take UCF's third-string quarterback over Drew Pine. <laughs> um the the guy is just not it uh yeah it's just you know tough but not our year we'll probably uh we'll see you guys in this we'll see someone in the sun bowl so are you you gonna be bowl eligible (laughs) i mean maybe (laughs) you can't lose a bowl game if you don't make a bowl game that's a pro tip right like i'd rather go fucking four and eight or whatever than be seven and five and play some dog shit bowl game where where do you guys stand on uh on Marcus right now? Is this just is this just first year jitters or this is the quarterback only? What what is what is what is um, the thought going forward? I'll I'll pin the Marshall game on him. Uh, I think uh, I thought we you know we're riding some confidence. We be, you know we beat UNC, we beat BYU. I thought you know we had something going, and then I ran in the Stanford. Um, I mean, it's definitely not the Stanford of old, but they are. This is a shitty, shitty Stanford team, Cooper. That's true. But I will say Marcus Freeman is a defensive coach. The defense held Stanford to what? Was it 10? I I don't even 17. How many points did they score? It's not like teams are both racing Mm -hmm. us. It's just because our offense is fucking terrible. And I think that's play calling. And I think that's Drew Pine. So first year, you give them a pass. He seems to be a great recruiter, so let him bring in his guys. Give him another, you know, let's not overreact. The season's already dead. Try to take away some positives. I do think we signed, like, a top five running back in the class of 2023 over the weekend, so that was a dub. But um, Tommy Reese, kind of on the hot seat. Yes. Those are my closing thoughts. 
Jake, do you want to give the USC haiku? Just just uh, hit me with I, it quickly. If, if you would like me to. I yeah, let's just stop the bleeding. <laughs> I call this one Stranded in the Mountains. <laughs> what a title. <laughs> Going up early. Dalton Kincaid can't be stopped. Roughing the passer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that tells the entire story of the game, I think. Uh, I think just, ESPN needs to hire me because I could just pump out articles recapping yeah. these games. Yeah, that was that was great, Jake. Um, I'll say, uh, you know, having slept on it, yeah, obviously USC loses to Utah on the road, 43-42. Uh, electric game, absolutely electric game. Um, other than the Tennessee Alabama game, this is a game of the week. Like, there's no question about it. Uh, TCU Oklahoma State is pretty good, but I digress. Not as good as this one. Um, eh, eh. Oh, nope. According to ESPN, second best game of the weekend. No one cares about fucking TCU. Uh, anyways, <laughs> gotta get back on track here, Coop. Uh, after taking some time to reflect on this game. And after watching my Dodgers get eliminated from the postseason, USC, you know, I, I was I was more forgiving of this game. I think if you if you take a step back um, and you ask yourself, you know, heading into this season, USC's six and one after the Utah game. I think uh, every single USC fan out there is gonna is gonna tell you that's a successful season up to this point. Uh, what makes it hurt is that we should have won the game and that we were up and kind of in some sense blew it. Um, I think, I think, you know, credit to Utah, uh, that freaking rising kid is a stud and, you know, hung in there with Caleb Williams when Caleb Williams had his best game of the season. And so you tip your cap to that guy. Um, I tip my cap to their tight end, the Kincaid guy as well, but, uh, USC's fucking defense just blows ass. Our, our linebackers cannot cannot cover anybody, whether it's a running back, tight end, receiver. Like they just suck in coverage. Um, I don't want to say that the refs like totally blew the game for USC because USC could have helped themselves several times to overcome those issues, but like there were several critical calls in critical moments that undoubtedly had an effect on the game and the outcome. Uh, but, you know, we move on. We have a bye week that is absolutely crucial for USC. I think the dream of the playoff is all but dead uh, unless they just totally went out and like beat Oregon in the college and the, in the Pac-12 championship. I think then they got an argument. I think other things need to happen in other leagues in order for that to, to be the case. I think like Clemson probably needs to lose or something. Um, but, but, you know, and, and now honestly it gets pretty difficult for USC to just get to the PAC 12 championship game, given like UCLA's weird, uh, you know, rise to, to success. But again, this is a forgivable loss. I think, you know, I liked the way SC lost. If I'm going to be honest with you, they had players like running onto the field injured, trying to hype up their defense. Caleb Williams is just a fucking champion. I'm in love with that guy. Um, there's a lot of positive here to take away. It hurt though. I'm not going to lie. It hurt. Yep. Once again, um, well said. A lot of the same sentiment. Zane and I did have a little text going back and forth after this game uh, with where we were kind of airing out our grievances like this. 
Um, I think, yeah, I mean, if you were to have a good-ish loss, I guess it's this, but it's, again, just very frustrating knowing they had that big lead and had opportunities to put it away and didn't. I think one thing that I'm interested to see is just how this team bounces back from this. Like, Caleb Williams all but guaranteed that they're going to go undefeated the rest of the year (laughs) in his post-game presser. Like, he was just – like, he went all all Tim Tebow when he had that, you know, speech. He's like – about, you know, I'll, I'll guarantee you'll never see a team work harder in America than we're about to. And we're not going to lose the game. Just God bless and walks out. So Caleb channeled that. Um, Lincoln Riley's got a great track record of bouncing back from, like, the first loss of the season. And he's made the playoffs several times previously at Oklahoma. Zane, you're right. A lot of stuff has to happen, um, you know, in, in SC's way. But I think just calls football so unpredictable, it's going to happen. So I – as far as I'm concerned, I think USC does control their own destiny. Um, We're big Oregon fans. Like for the rest of the season, I think we have to be big Oregon fans. Oh yeah, for sure. Like for sure. <laughs> uh, and then get Oregon in Vegas and beat them and go to the playoff. So everything that they want to accomplish is still in front of them, in my opinion. Um, Got to just hope that Jordan Addison, uh, their stud receiver, and Eric Gentry, their best linebacker, that can actually cover people. Um, that. Uh, they're okay because they both left that game with leg injuries. So by week this week, they'll bounce back and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll all be, be whoa, oh boy. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll all be back to fighting over who's going to bet on them to cover in the parlays. We have some awful USC games coming up, boys. Arizona, Cal, Colorado are the next three matchups. So, Bounce backs indeed. Those are all like 30 point spreads, right? <laughs> all right, moving on to our spreads. Uh, we'll do a quick recap of this week, starting with the interns. Coop, since you're the only intern who correctly picked their game correctly, walk us through that Clemson win over Florida State. Uh, yeah, I mean, this one felt kind of in the bag from the get go, although Florida State did have a late game rally that did. Uh, caused a little concern and I may or may not have incorporated this game into a parlay. Uh, that was not uh, this one that did hit. So proud, proud of that, but um, yeah, easy money. Kind of, kind of had this, this was a lock. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like Florida state already always is like given too many points or not too. what's the reverse of that? Like, they should always be more underdogs. I don't know why people respect them. Um, moving on to the other interns, we had Zambi choosing Coastal Carolina minus 12 and a half over Old Dominion. I don't even know what the final score of this game was. Did not watch it. Spoiler. Zambi, what happened in this game? Uh, I did not watch it at all. <laughs> Does anyone know the score? Uh, it was very. It goes into the Nebraska Oklahoma. <laughs> well, this, I don't. I don't remember the score, but I recall texting the group at about like twelve forty-five, one-ish, and I was because <laughs> I had seen all the other scores and they were still alive. And uh, Coop quickly reminded me, like, "Oh, did you check the Coastal Carolina game?" The answer to that was no. Coastal Carolina doesn't pop up on my ESPN feed unless you like specifically search for it. And so that game was like, it was like 46 to like 20 or something like that. Oh, that is, that is 49 to 21. If I remember right. That is correct. Old Dominion won 49 to 21. (laughs) 
That is a that, bad that team. trump the Nebraska Oklahoma pick as far as like point differential. No, you're not off the hook for that. I still don't think it beats a uh, Texas over that's Oklahoma. What? Like if you like, I don't know. I think it's close. If you or think, Oklahoma over Texas, if you crunch the numbers. It's close. I think the nonsense reason for picking Coastal Carolina it makes it makes it a little bit worse. All right, we'll we'll move on to Dan's pick. I put that in quotation marks. Um, NC State plus three and a half over Syracuse. Personally, I really like this pick uh, before the game started. Dan, how do you feel? Not great, Jim. Um, <laughs> NC State's quarterback <laughs> is out for the year, so that would have been good information. Also, uh, it would have been smart for me to participate in the group chat while on vacation so that we don't make this pick because if you would ask me about this game, I would have rocked with Syracuse orange repping, repping, uh, Sarah's Syracuse. So, but, uh, I, that's on me. I gotta, I gotta show up. No, but, uh, we did not, uh, hand up Dan. We did not check the injury report. <laughs> for NC State. That came out Saturday morning. I remember seeing that in Costa Rica. Oh, really? like, well, there goes that. <laughs> That's the great thing about uh, Monday picks. You know, we're picking these games a week before they happen. I love the chaos ball. Um, (laughs) Moving on to the host, we'll run through it real quick. Um, I picked Arkansas, um, essentially money line over BYU. Easy. They uh, mopped the floor with the Mormons. Um, I mean, I think that all I was really doing was checking the score. It looked like Arkansas won by like 17 We'll jump over to the the big game of the week. Zane chose Alabama minus seven and a half over Tennessee. Hand up. I did not get the bet in early enough. So really it was minus nine. But it did not matter because Tennessee pulls off the upset. Zane, were you sad about this game? Uh, Hand up. No. I, I, you know, I think moving forward, we have to make sure we pick teams that we can actually root for to win their parlays, even as this game was going on, I found myself not able to root for Alabama and I was willing to sacrifice the parlay. Um, I'm not going to say that's the reason it didn't hit because I always root for a team to hit the parlay and they often lose. So uh, hand up that, that picks on me. I still think, you know, on paper, good pick. um, But I wasn't ready for the electric factory that was Knoxville, Tennessee on Saturday. That's fair. I don't know if anyone was that, that place looked like it was on fire with the amount of orange that was just surging over the field, tearing down the goalposts, throwing it into the river. Apparently laws just don't exist anymore. If you beat Alabama, oh, no. I respect it. Uh, but moving in on to the host, what happened? Your what? your voice is oh, going R two D two. You've got great internet, Jake. Keep keep it up. How are we now? You're good. Okay. Uh, Page JMU minus ten and a half over Georgia Southern. James Madison, our rock, loses by seven points. Page, are you disappointed? Yeah, uh, I think disappointed would put it lightly. Uh, JMU had, like you said, has been our rock. They've been our northern star in this uh, this journey, this conquest of the parlay uh, challenge. I guess we'll call it. 
Um, and I guess when it goes south, when your North Star disappears, when your rock breaks, you know, there's a crack in your foundation. Got to go back to the drawing board. So I'm, I'm excited to put this one in the past and uh, look forward to next week. I'm not going to lie. It's panic mode for us when, when JMU loses. It sort of it hits us at our core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lost sleep over it for sure. That's true. That it is our housing market crisis. Um, <laughs> but as I always say, there's always next week. And boys, I say we're all due for one. So let's pick a winning parlay this week. I believe <laughs> we, the interns. Should we pick each have... other's picks? Maybe. We... <laughs> no, no, we cannot change the system. We cannot change the system. Have we got, has anyone like, has anyone got like at least two? The closest, I yeah, believe, we, we was both the, the host. Yeah. And then USC blew In terms also, it, USC oh, yeah, has blown yeah, both did. close ones. USC has blown both. Yes. Um, but we're moving on. Uh, what? I believe team interns get a pick first. Am I correct? I believe you're right. Okay, team interns, who is your first representative and what is their pick? I think given he was absent, I'm gonna we're gonna give the fourth to Dan. Oh I have free reign on this. I feel like I know Dan's pick. Boy. Interns showing great teamwork as always. (laughs) Was there a text chat before? Uh, there was yeah. There was Cooper, do you want me to – okay, I know what you're I want you to go with whatever – you have the floor. Okay. Um, give me the Penn State Nittany Lions at home, minus four and a half against Minnesota. Not what I would have gone with, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me God, just – That sounds like a horrible that. game to have to watch. Don't hey. have to watch, just follow. What what time is this game? Is this a Saturday morning game? Oh shit! Did I do another game that's not on a Saturday? <laughs> no, I think it's a Saturday. No, it's it's the Big Ten. The Big Ten doesn't play Friday night games very often. God, what do we got? <clears throat> okay, we've got four thirty on Saturday. ABC. Interesting, man. Wow. Oh, I like I like that now. Wide it's gonna out be a wide out. It's a wide out night. Oh, I'm about it. I'm about it. Can I tease that to minus ten? <laughs> Is this 4.30 Eastern? To- oh, here it is. Okay. I have it at minus five, Dan. So, Uh-oh. That's a big point. Here, I'll say you're minus 21. <laughs> okay. I'll give it to you minus 21 if you want. <laughs> uh, okay. Jumping down to team hosts. Uh, boys, who wants to do the first pick for us? I have to say I feel strongly about mine. Okay. I love the confidence, Zane. Hit it. All right. Well, folks, this is a this is part brain, part heart pick right here. Uh, USC has a bye this week, but college game day is going to Eugene, baby. The Duckies are welcoming the Bruins. The Bruins finally snuck into the top 10. They no doubt lay an absolute fucking goose egg. Chip Kelly gets a warm welcome back to Oregon. Fuck the Bruins. Ducks are winning this one because I need them to. So Oregon, minus six, I, minus six. That's I, I love the Ducks winning by a touchdown. 
Great pick. Great you pick. Man, you're I not nervous about, about a Chip Honestly, Kelly. He's dancing game? in the back now. A Chip Kelly. Re- what does Chip Kelly have to get revenge on? This is an Oregon revenge game against Chip Kelly, I think. I mean, they he, won last year in UCLA, so. Yeah, Chip Kelly's got no revenge against Oregon. Like, they, they, that, that doesn't play into this at all. This is mostly a UCLA is going to blow it kind of game. Oh, boy. Okay, I love it. Back to the interns. Yep. So, I'm going with our second pick here. I'm taking the Cincinnati Wildcats over SMU down in Dallas, Texas, minus three, if that's what you got, Jake. Are you worried about the horse poop on the Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Before we get there, the Cincinnati Wildcats? Bearcats, he said. Bearcats. Definitely, Zimmy definitely said Wildcats. I don't know what you're talking about. He He said Bearcats. He was halfway there. He was halfway there. I'm multitasking. I'm on Tinder right now. Fair enough. <laughs> did you guys see the horse shitting all over the field last week? Hey, what, <laughs> what was this? So before the SMU game this past weekend, I think it was Friday night, they ran the horse out on the field like they do the Buffalo for Colorado games. And the horse just shit all <laughs> over the field. And it took them like 15 minutes to go clean it up. They had to delay the start of the game just to pick up the shit. No, it wasn't even before the game. It was during the game. It was it after was, a touchdown. They <laughs> <turned> the <laughs> even better. Yeah, it was even better. Man, who thinks that's a good idea to just, like, bring out a full horse in the middle of the game? God, I do love America, though. That's, USC does that's it smartly, them. though, on the sidelines. <laughs> True. Okay. Back to team hosts. Paige, you want the second pick, or do you want me to take it? Um... I can no. Why don't you take it? Because I don't think anyone's going to take mine. Okay, I am taking the Iowa Hawkeyes plus twenty nine against Ohio State. Um, I don't think loves these like crazy spread games. (laughs) Let me give you my reasoning here. I it did backfire me against Auburn. One Iowa's defense very good. Two, they play such a slow and boring game. I don't think anyone can even score 29 points against them. So I think this will be like a 30 to 10 win, Ohio State. And I'm happy with that. It was so fucking hard to watch the Michigan-Iowa game earlier this year. (laughs) I am already dreading having to watch another Iowa game. But it's at 9 a.m., so nothing like that. First kickoff for the Big Ten. So this gross. game at Columbus or in Iowa or Iowa City. This is the perfect. You're doing a bit of chores while getting. Oh, oh Jake, Jake is rogue. Uh, Cooper, I'll let you know right now. It is being played. Oh. In Columbus. 42-10, Ohio State. Easy money. That See, that's a close game. Like That's, that, a game. that's, three, that's three points by the spread, Coop. Anything could uh, happen. Uh, like, that's – if you put us in that chance, I like us. Yeah, baby. yeah. Coop's talking shit about the Zadoli <laughs> pick. Like, he's not the same man who bet on Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Miss me with that. 
55-3. Oh, 55-3. Get out of town. Sheesh. Okay. Well, let's move on to the third pick. We'll see what brilliant Cooper has picked for his can't lose parlay pick. It's weird that Cooper loses for his parlay team, but somehow wins these side parlays all the oh, time. Cooper is the best at the side parlays, let me tell you. But anytime you jump on it with them, you both lose. It's very frustrating. Yeah, let's just say uh, Rock Shock came up huge last week. Um, but uh, moving on, um, I'm paying homage to the old man this week, Mr. Kyle Hoon, the avid Twitter user. Uh, his alma mater, I am taking the UCF Golden Knights at minus five and a half or minus five. I don't know what Jake has. UCF Golden Knights minus five. They're playing the East Carolina Pirates. Oh, East Carolina. Oh, those sneaky East Carolina Pirates got you last time. Who is it, Zambi, that picked against them? Yarg. Um, why, why pick this game? May I ask? Uh, I just felt confident about it and they absolutely boat race temple. I think they won 70 to 13. So I think they're, uh, kind of locked in right now. All right. Let me, let me find this. What time is this game? 4, 430, 430, Jake. 430 Pacific. Eastern Pacific. Pacific. Oh, okay. Let's yeah. see. I like, you know, you look at it on paper. That looks like a good pick Cooper. Don Reese Plumley, that's our guy. I'm I'm not even seeing 4:30 Pacific time. Yeah, I got yeah. it here. Let's see here, let's see here. Four, four, four. Ugh. You guys uh, know what the poop bowl is this weekend? Is Colorado versus Oregon State? Oh, here it is. Okay, yeah, you had it at minus five, Coop. Uh, is that what you're showing? Yeah, that is. For some reason, it just said like C Florida, and that really threw me off. Never felt better about our parlay, boys. Let's get it. I'm getting some deja vu. A lot of close games. You guys, they're all within five points. Okay, Paige, finish this up. All righty. I'm going uh, Oklahoma State plus six against Texas. Give me a good home dog. I'm going back to basics. Keeping it simple. Home dogs. I love it, Paige. Oh, this pick makes me it. nervous. I don't trust the Big 12 at all. Just keep it simple, Jake. Just keep it ch- simple. Trust the system. I, I love it. I think, uh, I think Quinn yours is that is that dog. Yeah, Cooper dog definitely in- has a hard-on for this Texas quarterback oh this year. God. Just wait till Arch gets there. I was going to pick this first, and then Cooper said, no, Quinn Ewers is that guy. Yeah, I, I don't know why he feels that way. So oh, no, give me a Quinn Ewers over Caleb Williams. Oh, that is a dumb comment. <laughs> Caleb Williams is only as good as Jordan Addison. Without Jordan Addison, he's nothing. That's not true. He also has Mario Williams. Damn. Okay. Well, that's our college football uh, parlay segment. Let's jump on down to the NFL now, brought to you by Jay Page. Oh, yes. The right man for the job who totally paid attention to the NFL this week. <laughs> who was not basking in his baseball team's glory. Uh, NFL this week, we've got some fantastic headlines, uh, as per always. First and foremost, the NFC West is absolute chaos. Uh, Zambi, 
care to comment on your team's division? Um, I think it's it's all up in the air. I mean, the Niners didn't look great against the Falcons. Falcons beat the Seahawks. Rams, I, I don't know what's going on with them, but basically the whole uh, division, they're 3-3 three and three minus the Cardinals, who look in shambles. But they do get D-Hop back next week, so that might change things. But still, it was a double XP weekend for Kyler Murray, so obviously he didn't play well. But I, I don't know. I think the Seahawks can still squeak it out. If you look at our rookie class, uh, two great offensive linemen, Cross, Abraham Lucas, go Cougs. And then the biggest thing here is Tariq Woolen. Four interceptions through what? How many games have they played? Six? Okay. Yeah. The last player to do that for the Seahawks was Richard Sherman. And they were drafted one pick apart. Were originally wide receivers converted to cornerbacks. This guy's the real deal. So I'm pretty excited and might be going over for the Giants game. We'll see. Big game, big game. The Giants are pretty tough. Giants are pretty tough. <laughs> Giants sneaky. Very, very sneaky. I think they've emerged from being frisky to being actually good. I think that's the consensus around the league. Um, upset alert. Packers, Bucks, both got curb stomped. Anyone have any specific thoughts about these teams? Are they are these quarterbacks just getting old? What's going on here? Um, I would like to talk on the Packers Jets game as the um pods official I hate the Packers representative. I just love how the first time like Aaron Rodgers has lost back-to-back games and like I want to say it's like almost three years. It's to the Jets at home. That's just so sweet. I love it. You know, I know Zach Wilson's the big dog. Um, but, uh, God, I, I love the Packers losing this way. Like if you had told me that, uh, the bears could have won Thursday, but the Packers blew at the jets, I would not take that outcome over this outcome. This is far sweeter. Yeah. Zach Wilson does have that dog in him. Dan, you look like you have a comment. Got me, got me while I was eating my ice cream cone there, Paige. Oh, I, I thought you actually wanted to say something. I didn't see you on mute. You're good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think both the Packers and Bucks, Brady and Rodgers, are, like, having some of their career worst seasons thus far. So, um, definitely, definitely something that's interesting. I think if those two teams aren't very good, the NFC is wide open. Don't look now. But my Minnesota Vikings, Super Bowl-bound Minnesota Vikings, 4-1. Does um does anyone else think the Buccaneers might, no pun intended, um, mutiny against Tom Brady here soon? Oh, after him yelling at the offensive line the way he was during that game, perhaps. Yeah, when he says skipping practices, but it sounded like he was at a wedding Friday. Um, wow. you know he's he's just not being the Tom Brady, and he could he was allowed to be a dick before when he says winning you twelve games a year at least and taking you to the Super Bowl, like, no one cares. You can be an asshole. If you're an unsuccessful asshole, then you're just Jay Cutler, basically. Ooh. Or Phillip Rivers. Choose your analogy. <laughs> no, I think that's that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, definitely something to monitor, though. Uh, I think my opinion, they should both just retire. I don't know why uh, 
why a marriage is being thrown away for football. But hey, that's not my, that's let's not talk about that too much. Um, well, I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe we should talk about that. That seems up our alley. Should we get into it? Would you rather be? Would you rather be? How many Super Bowls is, does Tom Brady currently have? Seven. Would you Seven. rather be an eight-time Super Bowl champion or married to Giselle? With seven rings. Yeah. I think I'm taking the ladder on that one. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Giselle. <laughs> Cooper, how many rings would it take to not have Giselle? Oh, as in like 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 Super Bowl wins? Like Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, dude, I don't <laughs> who cares about the Super Bowl? Dude? <laughs> Cooper's given up all seven. All I don't eight. even need the playoffs, bro. <laughs> all right. Single boys, single boys, Zambi, how many Super Bowl rings before you you take you you dumped a Giselle? Jesus, had a Dan moment there. Uh I'd say five because it's one hand. <laughs> Ooh. That's a good answer. That's a Zambi would have left her a long time ago. That <laughs> city boys. Yeah, I think uh I think I'm going I'm going with the the most recent uh decision he made was coming back with seven. I think him he has seven, right? That's yes. right. Yes. I think that makes him the unquestioned greatest of all time, and I think that's what he 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 wants to be. I don't know what what else he has to prove. So from that perspective, I'm going seven. And that was talking rings versus Giselle. <laughs> you also got to think you're a, a highly touted quarterback. This also played a factor into my decision. You have to think, you know, you're you're running with some some uh some good circles for sure. Uh, you definitely are getting a lot of attention. So you have to you have to put that you have to factor that into your decision. Um, but last but not least, the Bills win the showdown between the Chiefs. Uh, a little bit of revenge from last season. Um, I think the Chiefs did come out on top in the playoffs last year. My Bills, uh, they look great. I mean, I didn't. I, I probably watched about five snaps. Uh, but from those five snaps, damn, they look good. They look good. They look dialed in. Uh, always good to see Josh Allen running around making plays. Um, yeah, guys, this this football fandom thing really isn't too hard. I don't know why you guys are all. Uh, Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll call you Leapfrog because you keep jumping to a different team. Each oh, oh, I don't want to hear it, Jake. I'm not taking that. I'm not taking um, that. But, yeah, I would say these two teams are the best in the AFC, clearly. Maybe you could throw the, I don't know, what, the Ravens in there? I can't even really think of another competitive AFC team. Yeah, uh, no, no one comes to my mind. The The Jets? <laughs> the Jets, yeah. I guess. <laughs> the Mitch Trubisky led Steelers, they're hot now. The Jets are Jets are tied with Kansas City right now. <laughs> what? Damn, that blew my mind. I had no idea. <laughs> I think the both New York teams are like combined like ten and three or something. Wow, they are combined nine and three. That's incredible. Yeah. Who would have thought? But uh, yeah, no, my uh, my bills merge on top as as per usual. Um, going through our quick, most confident, least confidence. Uh, Jake, you picked the Rams over the Panthers, and then least confident Giants over Ravens. How'd that pan out for you? I think that was perfect. Um, Rams crushed the Panthers. Robbie Anderson literally walked off the field. Actually, 
got sent off the field by his coaches because he was so frustrated on how bad, bad the Panthers were. So great pick for old Jake. And then I think I called it. I said, I think the Giants can win this game. I don't know why <laughs> the Ravens have the better team, but the Giants has fucking won the game. So, um, yeah, I I think that's – I've only had bet this way. That would have been great. But sadly, I did not. Mm. Yep, it always seems to be the case. Um, but it's neither here nor there. Zane, you pick the Chargers over the Broncos as your most confident and least confident. <laughs> the uh, amazing game that was the Commanders and Bears. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say I was right because the Chargers and Broncos have uh, yet to be determined. Okay. I think it's still 16-16 in overtime. Uh, so that was a miss. But it, Commanders over the Bears, yeah. You know, that was an automatic game right there. That was automatic. Suck yep. it, Jake. Sorry, was, Izzy's, uh, Izzy's losing her mind. She needs Justin Herbert to get two more fantasy points uh, to win her week. And um, she's just kind of... sucks this week. Mm. <laughs> well, I got a little haiku for Jake while we're talking about the Bears. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> if I, if I would have scrolled down, I forgot that the Bears were here. If I would have known about this, I would have been scheming for the last okay, hour okay. or so. Next week, we can have a haiku battle. Speaking, <laughs> speaking about the Bears, I'm not familiar, intimately familiar with the records between these two teams, but I'm kind of liking Zambi's position behind the Seahawks right now in this bet. They are one game up, and I'm liking his position too. <laughs> or are they two games up, Zambi? Oh, God. They're three and three, right? They're, they're three and three, and then two and four? Okay, one game up. Yeah, NFC West is chaos. Well, that's exciting because uh, that means Zambi won't have to come out of retirement. I don't know if he officially retired after his wing challenge, but. That means Jake gets a little rendezvous with the wing challenge. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not even a third of the way through the season. Anything can happen. Oh, oh. I don't the know. Bears could decide look, to play offense. Who knows? The Bears nope. look absolutely horrible, Jake. You can't deny that. You can't deny it. I can and I will. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't lose to the commanders. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I love how both my college team and my NFL team don't have an offense. It's super fun to watch all these games where they score a combined like 20 points. You're pretty much, I mean, you're pretty much a lock there. They bet the under though. <laughs> no, they keep adjusting the under to this disgustingly <laughs> low margin. I'm pretty sure Jake did bet the under for Notre Dame. I did. And that was the game they scored like 40. <laughs> God is cruel. Oh, hey, man. I would would like to say something for our listeners. Last week, I alluded to a wing challenge. Happy to report we brought home the gold. Chris mm-hmm. Zamblin owns Wild Bill's Hot Wing Challenge. Yes. Hey, here, here. Let's go. Can you can you clarify the controversy that took place at the end of that Wild Wing Challenge? I couldn't really make out what was going on. Yeah. Oh, so me and this other guy named Chris, who also worked at the wing shop, Ooh. we both had 11 wings. And so it's supposed to go to a 10 minute uh, sit off on who could like wait the longest for not wiping their face with a napkin, their clothing or having anything to drink. And the guy's like, you know what? Like 
uh, I think he was talking to his boss. He's like, yeah, you know, like you paid for my entry fee. I have to work on Saturday because part of the prize was Eastern tickets. Like just give it to this guy. So I got 35 bucks, a trophy and two tickets that I did not use. <laughs> 35 bucks, a trophy and some unused <laughs> Eastern Washington tickets. Yep. <laughs> what, a, what a grand prize. My question is, why $35? Like it, like $25 I get? 35 seems so specific. So it's five bucks from each person who like partook in the challenge. Oh, okay. Oh, God, that makes okay. a lot more sense. Uh, hey, I think it's a great win. And big win. Uh, I'm a little intimidated, I'll be honest, because your team's in the lead and you're just training like you're ready to do another hot wing challenge. So uh, I'm out of retirement, baby. Let's get it. How did the uh nether regions feel after that? <clears throat> so I was down for the count until probably at 1 p.m. on Friday afternoon. But, you know, I had to get together. I had a dual birthday party on Friday night. Ended up at Starbucks at some point. Um, <laughs> and so, I, part of the reason I didn't watch the Old Dominion Eastern Carolina game. <laughs> Combination of that. <laughs> Damn. Wild Bills and Cheney followed by Starbar. What an electric couple of, you know, 48 hours right there. <laughs> Yeah, had some good ceviche though. Zona Blanca, no free ads, but it's good. Oh yeah, that place is good. I thought you were alluding to ceviche at Starbar, and I wanted to throw. Oh. It. <laughs> oh. Maybe that should be a pod challenge. Whoever loses the bet has to eat the mixed like seafood platter. At the party platter. <laughs> oh, we've done it before. We've done it before. We'll do it again. That sounds foul. Uh, all right, wrapping up this uh, this part of the podcast here. Uh, I picked Chargers over Broncos, and then Bills at Chiefs. Least confident. Uh, Bills ended up winning, but it was close. Chargers over Broncos. Do we have a score yet? 16-16 with five minutes left. Chargers are about to punt. Yes, Cortland Sutton, I need you to get two points for me. At this point, I really hope the Chargers lose because that would really cap off my San Diego sports weekend. <laughs> oh, the Chargers just or the Broncos just fumbled the punt. Yes, they did. <laughs> Anywho, can't win them all. Uh, Coop, you picked the Bucks over Steelers as most confident, and the Jags Colts as your least confident. Any thoughts? Uh, yeah, Bucks Steelers. That kind of blew up in my face as we saw over the weekend. Um, don't know what happened there. Kind of thought Tom would get an easy dub, but not the case. Um, and then Jags Colts uh, kind of lived up to the billing. Um, I think that was like, kind of a shootout. I think it was like 34-27 or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, that was a good game, but I did not watch a second of it. <laughs> it was a great game. Watch that in Red Zone. Big time comeback from uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan and the boys. Hey, ice. You still got it. Absolutely. And last- Looks great in that uniform. <laughs> last but not least we have uh zambi picking the vikings dolphins for his most confident game of the week and jets packers for his least confident any closing thoughts here zambi yeah you know <clears throat> i mean the dolphins made it interesting at the end so i appreciate that i think one interesting point to note from this game is the way that hard rock stadium is designed is that the away sideline is basically 30 degrees hotter than the Dolphins' sideline because it's just in direct sunlight <clears throat> So genius move on their part. 
Uh, least confident. Um, I picked this game for a reason. I don't think anyone expected the Jets to beat the Packers. And I'm really glad I kept uh, Aaron Rodgers as my keeper because he's been fucking shitting the bed this year. So, mm. yep, that's all I got. Well, at least you won that one. I think that definitely qualifies as the least confident game. <clears throat> Are we uh, making our picks for this week, boys? Let's do it quick. Boy, these these are some tough ones. Let me tell you. All right, Jake. Do you want to uh, do you want to lead us off since you're up, you're up there at the top? Uh, sure. Fuck. Most confident. <laughs> there is not a lot of confident games. I'm gonna go. Buccaneers Panthers. I think Tom Brady's career is over if he loses to the Panthers. So, um, also, I think the Panthers are by far the worst team. So, I'm just going Bucks panthers Least confident. I could basically throw a dart and pick any of these. I'll go Seahawks-Chargers. No idea. Both these teams love to lose games. Um, so, don't know what will happen. Zane's Herbert take is just looking better and better as the season goes on. Bust. All right, Zane, you're up. Most confident, I'm going to go Bangels over the Falcons. Uh, I think Joey B and and Jamar Chase are starting to click again. That uh, little tandem just is sweeter and sweeter every single weekend for fantasy. Shout out Cooper for giving me that idea. Um, Least confident, fuck. I mean... Uh, I I kind of want to say Giants Jags, um, and that, the only reason I'm kind of hesitating on the Giants is because I feel like people are starting to ride them a little too hard. They're starting to get a little too much mojo going, and they might get a little humbling here from a you know shitty Jags team. So that's gonna be my least confident. All right. Well, uh, I'll go from here. I'm going to go most confident. Uh, I'm going to go – oh, fuck. These games are horrible. Not a great weekend of NFL. (laughs) They're all evenly matched games, but I couldn't care about any of them somehow. Wow. Just terrible. Pumpkin patch weekend, boys. Good pumpkin patch. Is it Green Bluff weekend? (laughs) That's a good point. Dangerous uh, time to go to Green Bluff. I'm going to go – uh, wait, I want an explanation after this. Uh, <laughs> I'm go Raiders over Texans. I don't know why. I think I think the Raiders should win this game. That's all I've got. Uh, and then least confident, I'm going uh, – I saw one I liked for least confident, actually. Mm, I'm going to go Browns-Ravens. I feel like Brown the Ravens just love to lose games for whatever reason. Oh, they shouldn't lose. Um, and the Browns are pesky. Oh my god, this is cool. Oh, and Chargers just won, so that bumps. I who had who had the the Chargers Broncos? Nice, big win there at the end of the episode. Huge. The two boy Cowboys. Does Nathaniel Hackett get fired? Hopefully. That'd be funny. Probably a one and done. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take uh, – it's probably going to blow up in my face, but fuck it. I'm going to take the Cowboys over the Lions. <laughs> oh, why would you do that to yourself, Cooper? I uh, love you know, it. I got I to take them at least one week. Oh, you just oh. fucked it. 
<laughs> so yeah, we'll 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 rock with it and see see how this uh, pans out. Is this um, Dak? Is Dak playing in this game? Dak, yeah, rush hour. Oh boy, this is oh. this is such a lie. It's win. God. Oh. The fact that Cooper is picking this for the first time is his most confident, and Dak's coming back. I might change mine to the Lions over Cowboys as my most confident now. Fade, fade Coop. <laughs> um, and then my least confidence, I'm going with. Drum roll. I'll go, I'll go Colts Titans. I think that's just kind of your run of the mill AFC South game. Going to be like 20 to 14. I think that's fair. I, I, I just have, if it wasn't for fantasy, I don't think I would watch a single AFC South game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, Zambi, you up. All right. My most confident, sorry, Jake, Pats over the Bears. Oh, fuck you. It is up Wow, Zambi's doubling down on his bet. I love it. Damn. Um, let's see, least confident. Uh, wait, can you like unhighlight so I can see what everyone else said? Uh, let's see. Is it easy to read? Yeah, I'm, I'm squinting. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Cincinnati, Atlanta. Ooh. Dang. We almost had everyone pick all different games there. Wait. It's okay. We still have Dan. Oh, fair. No, that, that was most confident for you. I will go with a game that JPage picked. <sighs> I am very confident that the Ravens are going to beat the Browns. I think the Ravens are way better, and they need to start winning these games. So – I'm going with them as the desperation pick. And then least confident, I'm going to say that the Broncos beat the Jets on Sunday without a lot of confidence. They they better beat the Jets. At some point. So, or they don't. I guess they don't have to win. They could just not win another game the rest of the year, but I feel like they're going to find a way. Imagine if the Seahawks get like a top five pick from the Broncos this year. For their first round. That would be so funny. Yeah, it would. All right. Bad bad slate, though. Very bad slate. Thursday night, also not good. Saints-Cardinals. What is this this Sunday Dolphins-Steelers game? Hey, at least we got Bears-Patriots Monday night. You know, we got some excitement. (laughs) This is probably the worst primetime slate. What? Maybe in the history of the NFL. No, at, at least, at least, wait. Do the the Broncos don't play again in primetime, do they? No. But well, then then it can't be. I mean, that has been the crux of the NFL all year. But literally top to bottom, everything is bottom, first of all. <laughs> Saint, you got Saints-Cardinals on Thursday, Dolphins-Steelers on Sunday, and then Patriots-Bears on Monday. Oh. That is very bad. So for quarterback matchups for Sunday and Monday, we have Mitch Trubisky versus – Teddy Bridgewater, maybe. Two is back. I think two was back. The expectation is two will play. Oh, okay. So no concussion to uh and then Justin Fields versus Blake Zappi. 
Bailey, but yes. Hey. Oh, that's an even worse name, Bailey Zappy. <sighs> Get used to it. They'll be zapping points in your face all night long on Monday. <laughs> All he needs is to score 10 points and they'll win. So why bother? Yeah, for uh, for any male listeners out there, great weekend to take your lady to a pumpkin patch or do get your fall activities out of the way. <laughs> All, All right, right, boys. Try wrap it up with wide world of athletes. Then wrap it up. Do it. Wrap Got it in. Okay. We'll go in and out. Okay. Starting out. I was an NBA player. Oh, I never know these. Man, Zane's is so negative after the Dodgers <laughs> lost. Okay, second clue. I was one with the Buffalo in college, playing at University of Colorado, earning All-American honors in 1997. Chauncey Billups. Dan got it. That was impressive. University of Colorado. Jake, Jake, I'll tell you right now, your hints for NBA players cannot be the college because Dan will get all of them. No more college. Didn't he not get it the last time? No, he wasn't on the last time. Oh, oh that's oh, my bad. Wait, what was the last time? I haven't listened. Can no, I no, no. He doesn't even listen. Doesn't even wait, listen. Jake, Jake, just do it and see if he gets it, how quickly he gets it. Yeah. I, I don't have him saved. I don't have the clues written down. I remember I remember it because I was so disappointed. I <laughs> oh, I'm ready to go. It was like he it was like the one clue was that he like was a leader in like a rebounds and no no no, no. first you gotta go first first to bottom page. Do you remember yeah. the order? First, it was I'm an NBA player. Second, was I led my team in rebounds uh, and points? I think. Yeah, rebounds, steals, and assists. Rebounds, yeah. steals, and assists. Uh, was it in college in 2003? Yeah, at University of Arizona. There you go, Dan. Do you get it there? Because this is where I almost I should have gotten it, but I did not. Luke Walton. Oh <laughs> no! That's what I said. Remember? We got. Uh, you Wait. say current NBA player though, right? Right, Jake? Yeah, current, yeah, current NBA current. player. Oh, current? Right. Okay, hang on a second. Andre Godala. Yeah, okay, Boom. you got it. Okay, you, you, can't, you can't do the college Dude. thing with Dan and NBA. I'll, I'll read off the other clues. Tell me when you guys think you would have gotten it. Not counting Dan. My NBA career spanned from 97 to 2014, where I played for the Celtics, Raptors, Nuggets, Magic, Timberwolves, Pistons, Knicks, and Clippers, which is an insane amount of teams. I think I, I honestly think I would have gotten like Dan just like beat me to the punch. Like 97 Colorado. I like it. Okay. Next was the peak of my career was 2003 to 2005, where I won the NBA championship, finals MVP, and back to back all defensive teams. No chance I'm getting this. Then I am now the coach for the Portland Trailblazers. I feel like everyone would have got that one now. Yeah. Then yeah. initials. Yeah. That's impressive. Okay, I'll make sure not to do college blues anymore. No, keep, keep doing college. Like, well, no. we gotta, it takes a while to write all these clues. It really takes the, the wind out of the sail when they're cut guests on two. But I, haikus. That's the Jake. That's the Jake life. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do all clues haiku style. I have. I have a good one for us next week. Ooh, uh, I'd be happy to athlete, pass, pass athlete, the torch. But he's also a pop culture icon. Ooh. I'm an very athlete, but also people. a pop culture. That, yeah, he's more, yeah, more popular in pop culture now than sports. But he or she? Oh, he. Definitely, he has, he has definitely W, he has WCC ties. So it hits home. Ooh. Oh, well, that's a little teaser for uh, next week, audience. People are gonna be in their seat waiting all week long. This is gonna be a long, 
Poor listeners, dude. They're just they they can't believe you just teased them like that, Coop. I love it. That's what I do around here. I'm a teaser. <laughs> Alrighty, well let's wrap this thing up, boys. Thanks everyone for listening as always. Zach season's right around the corner. Um, and some of us still have a little baseball left to play. I don't know. Why not why not us? This, uh, this season, huh? Oh nope. Fuck every other sport. Go Zags. <laughs> Are we still on? Not bad for Monday, boys. Not bad for Monday. I think we're still going. Good. I have to do my training now, so I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Coop, give us another hit on the pop culture. Jake, it's still recording. Oh, no. (laughs) He can't stop until Jake comes. Oh, my. I'm the host now. Wait, hold on. All right, just end the recording.